This is Talk of the Town on News Talk 1290 CJBK, where interesting people talk and London listens. It is Talk of the Town. In just a moment or two, it's left, right, and center with the uh, Schlemmer Nets. But I want to address that riddle thing. I've been thinking about it through the thing. Now, you, you know, that here the deal was, if you were just, weren't listening, Charlie's, here's Charlie's riddle. Um, three guys go to the hotel. The room clerk says it's $30 for the room. I'm going to get Jeff and Bob to do this, too. Room clerk says, in fact, I'm going to ask them for their solutions. Uh, room clerk says $30 for the room. Fine. They each give them 10 bucks. They go off to the room. Room clerk goes, oh, I made a mistake. It's only $25 for the room. He gives the $5 to the bellhop and says, you go and split this among the three guys. Bellhop's heading back to the three guys. Says, well, geez, I don't know how to how to divide five three ways, so I'm just going to give him three bucks, and I'll keep two for myself. Is this how this goes, Ryan? Am I getting this right so far? Yeah, you're on the, on the right track. Yeah. I think I'm getting confused now, though. So now the three guys, three guys, right? So, yeah. so they get a dollar back. So now they've each paid $9, so that's $27, and the, and the bellhop keeps the $2. That's only $29. Where did the other dollar go? No idea. That's why I'm a lawyer, not an accountant. <laughs> <laughs> Bob used to be an accountant yeah, of sorts. Uh, <laughs> do you know, I know the answer to this, and I can't, I'm trying to think of the scenario again. You've got three guys, $30. Okay. It's misdirection, I think. Yes, Here, here's, oh, here's my solution. My yeah. solution is this, and I think it's misdirection. I think we're looking at the wrong things. Mm -hmm. There's still only $30 on the table, right? These guys think they paid $9 a piece, but in fact, the room only costs $25. So what they think they paid or what they end up with in their pockets is immaterial. The room costs $25. The the desk clerks got the $25. They've got a dollar each. That's $3, which is $28. And the bellhops got two, which is $30. That's the total. So it's misdirection. So, yeah, but they only paid nine, and three times nine is 27, and he only had two. None of that matters. No, they didn't pay nine. You, got, you have to look at the number of dollars on the table. The number of dollars is 30. Room curse got five. Bellhop has two. Guys have three. 30 bucks. End of story. Does that make sense? Yep. Does that make sense to you, Ryan? Right. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, yeah. right. I think yep. that's it. <laughs> and I had a number of callers, too, to verify that. Yeah, same thing. You're on there. So it's, yep. it's misdirection. Right. They get us looking at the wrong thing. And I'll say, too, you yeah. didn't have any help there. You well, figured it out. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Today's your day. Um, Bob and Jeff joining us today. I want to ask you guys, uh, it's kind of a loaded question, and it's really not the question that it sounds like. Uh, uh -oh. I want to ask you about this the, the new marijuana legislation. And what I don't want to ask you is whether marijuana is safe or not safe or all of that stuff. What I want to ask you to talk about today, because this is a, a show about philosophy as much as anything. Does any of this make any sense to either of you guys? Because I'll tell you what I look at it. I say, okay, and on one hand, we've got a government, a pretty straight-laced government, that's doing something that I don't understand, A, why they're doing it. Why does Kretchen care about people smoking pot? And why does he care now at the end of a long career? I can career? tell you why. Well, okay, but we'll get that in a second. I don't understand why he cares about that. Um, I don't understand why they say it's okay to have a, a handful of joints, but if you got that same amount of marijuana growing in your garden, you can go to jail for up to 14 years. That doesn't make any sense to me at all. So I'm going to ask you guys to explain this to me. And Bob, I'll start with you. Why did Kretchen do this? What does what well, he have to gain by doing this? It's a bonanza for the government and for lawyers. That's why. This is not a weakening of, of a drug law. It's a strengthening of a drug law. By the way, in every U.S. state that decriminalized marijuana, convictions rose like 200% because it became a money-making uh, enterprise. Mm -hmm. 
even Ernie Eves has called it uh, a good idea from a money point of view, you know, mm -hmm. getting in that money. But what you're going to see is courts clogged up with people who are arguing whether they've got 15 grams or 14 grams or 28 grams or 27 grams. Uh, do you weigh it on the day they got busted? Do you weigh it on the day they go to court when the weight goes down by a third? Mm -hmm. Because, you know, Cause it's dried out. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're going to you're going to get into it's just a quagmire. And the idea of treating Two people in the same transaction unequally before the law is utterly undemocratic. Now, that's the, that's the, uh, the relative different fines for young people well, and adults. No, the fact that you even have a fine for one guy who's going to be fined heavier because he is a seller or a grower and another person who's a buyer or a user but of small amounts. If, uh, if, you're, the, if you're the seller and I'm the buyer, we are both equally guilty of the same act. I'm sorry. It's not a matter of, uh, you know, it's either mm -hmm. legal or it's not. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the only possible thing for this is to make it totally legal uh, and not bother at all with, quote, decriminalization. I think everybody's better off with it illegal than but, with it decriminalized. But there are some precedents here, Jeff, and I'll ask you about that. There's precedents in this country, one that springs to mind, although it does not exist anymore, but existed for a long time. Uh, it was legal to possess child pornography, but not to produce it. So there are some, you know, there are some precedents for this kind of thing where, where as you say, Bob, it's not, it's not, you know, it's not even between the two, but we have pr precedent in the law for uneven situations in the past. Oh, yeah, that's true. And, and I can see myself a qualitative difference between someone possessing it and someone who we see as a trafficker in the sense that we've, we've, we've always demonized tra traffickers as being, you know, kind of. Uh, shadowy, shady bikers, uh, mob, and all that kind of stuff. I don't know that that really is the profile of of your typical marijuana grower, uh, and and I think that's the fundamental problem is that on the one hand, there's there's been studies for years and years and years. I remember uh, there was a prof named uh, Bob Solomon up at the law school who was on part of the original Ladane Commission, uh, Canadian Bar Association, Canadian Medical Association. All these folks have said it's just nuts to have. Uh, a criminal record because you possess some marijuana. So so there's that on the one hand, and there seems to be now a general support for that idea, but then you've still got a very powerful uh, neighbor down south who don't buy that at all, and they're just, we have a war on drugs, zero tolerance, to just say no, blah, blah, blah. So somehow we have to keep those guys happy, and I think there's a sense that uh, they're not too happy with us right now as it is, so I think that uh, the government is trying to split the baby and say, well, you know, we've known for years that our law right now doesn't make sense, but if we, if we were to just to decriminalize marijuana right now, we'd have an invasion tomorrow at Buffalo. Mm -hmm. So we've got to give them something back and say, but we still think it's a terrible thing and, and reefer madness and all that stuff. So this isn't uh, you know, lightening it up. This is an adjustment of, of fines and see how we've gotten much more harsh with a lot of people, which of course is the American experience. Um, you know, and, and right now it's the case in the United States that uh, I don't think there's any political support for um, for uh, dealing with marijuana particularly. Well, is there any political support here in Canada? I'm not talking about what the people want, because I suspect the people in the states are probably not all that different in their opinions than the people in Canada on this, but the government certainly is. Well, I, I think there is. I think there, I think every, I th sorry, every... I think there's broad support for the idea that if you happen to have a joint in your pocket, you end up with a criminal record for life. It doesn't make sense. I think that generally people would agree with that. And then from there, it's a question of, well, and, and where do you take that? Even Randy White yesterday and uh, the Alliance critic was saying that he doesn't mind the idea of you having five to ten joints. He thinks that's where you should draw the line, and apparently 30 grams is more like 30 joints. So I, well, what what arbitrary, utterly ridiculous standards they're picking? It's just ridiculous, you know? Like, yeah. uh, Look who benefits from drug prohibition. There are two groups, the government and police. 
and organized crime. You don't forget lawyers. You know, and well, lawyers <laughs> in between. And I think that's what the whole thing's all about. Lawyers benefit from everything. <laughs> I mean, if you're in the drug business, the best thing in the world for you is to have it illegal. And you're going to make friends with everybody who's in politics and who's opposed to drugs. Because what, the, what ends up happening is the, the government and the taxpayer pays to protect your monopoly. You stay in business, you pay no taxes. Mm -hmm. Remember, taxes are 50% plus of every person's earnings, you mm -hmm. know? like That's like getting half a life sentence. That's what we're paying now for being good people. So, you know, if you can avoid that and maybe just get fined, you know, 100000 every once in a blue moon, um, you're getting off easy. It's a deal. And every time anybody talks about legalizing marijuana, you know who the biggest opposition is? The drug dealers and the pushers. They don't want anything to do with it. They love it the way it is now. Well, it's like so, prohibition was the same deal. Yeah. And like, it's like tobacco, you know, that uh, if we didn't have sort of the, uh, the, the restrictions on the ability to, to buy tobacco, if everybody could grow tobacco in their backyard, again, think of the tax revenues that would be lost. You know? But again, <laughs> with prohibition, I, it seems like the main beneficiary of prohibition in the 20s and 30s, I guess, where we didn't allow alcohol was the mafia. You know, and we've got mm -hmm. mobs going. And that's the same but doesn't, today. That, but doesn't that lead us to the, to the inevitable next step here? If, if, if that's true, if prohibition... If we're ready to accept that we're, we're we're ready to accept that that it is not the evil the use is not the evil that's been painted. So apparently the government is ready to accept that. And you want to smoke a joint once in a while? It's not that big a deal. If we catch you, we'll give you a modest fine. And if we don't catch you, who cares? And the police have indicated that they really probably they don't not, really care. They don't care. They got better things to do. When they bust somebody for pot or something, it's usually incidental to another crime yeah. or another incident. So is are, are we then, if we've made that step, seems to me the next step might be to say, well, you know, who is benefiting then from this ongoing, the illegality of this trade? It's the it's the drug dealers and the pushers. Uh, why are they getting all this money? Why don't we take all the money? Is is this a first step? And I don't mean, it's, I'm not talking a, a slippery slope argument. Is this a first calculated step towards eventually codifying and qualifying and quantifying and selling the stuff at the liquor store? Well, it explains why they want to make somebody who grows it, uh, you know, such a big criminal, because that's the big problem with trying to tax marijuana, is that it's it's not called a weed for nothing. You mm -hmm. can stick it anywhere, put a seed anywhere, and it grows. And so uh, why would people go out and spend big bucks when they can put a little seed in a pot in their window and, and be happy for the year? You know, that's there's no money in it for the government. And our government is into the vice business. Let's be serious about this. They control gambling. They run lotteries. They tax cigarettes. They control alcohol. Alcohol. They are big time drug pushers, big time monopolists, and that's what they. That's why we have drug prohibition again, so the government can maintain its monopoly. Mm -hmm. Governments and criminals work together when it comes to, to to drug laws. That's why I despise them so much. And the people who are hurt most by drug laws are, first of all, the poor sucker that thinks drug laws are doing society some good. By the way, we didn't have drug laws at the turn of the last century, and we didn't have a drug problem, mm -hmm. even though you could get heroin and cocaine and a whole host of drugs yeah, right, right over the counter. Mm -hmm. um, well, I'm so, not sure that so we didn't have, we did have a drug we had, problem. We had people who were addicted It wasn't to a war on drugs that is the issue today. You know, when I talk about ending prohibition, that doesn't mean you're going to see these things sold openly and everything. All mm -hmm. it means is we stop putting people in jail mm -hmm. for like being a drug issue. addict. Does anybody right? remember when toplessness became legal in Ontario and it was like, oh my God, it's the end of the world. Women are all going to walk around bare naked. I haven't seen one in years. Mm -hmm. You know, 
I just think we need to, to, to chill out about some of these things. But having said that, now is not the time to uh, to annoy our neighbor. And, uh, you know, the, the American government, forget about the American people, the American government don't see it this way at all. They're spending how many billions a year on the war? Well, I, I think we should, well, that's, yes, and, program. and it's the centerpiece of what causes terrorism, because the drug trade allows governments to, for example, circumvent Congress when you need to fund your battle against the conquerors. Mm-hmm. The Contras, as was done back with mm-hmm. Reagan. They, they love drug law. All, mm-hmm. all the nations in the world love them because that keeps the average guy out of the market and keeps them in power and keeps some pretty despicable people in power because they rule by force. And big money. And so that's you can't, right. You can't be a dragon slayer if there's no dragons or if people don't believe in dragons. Well, we're going right. to pause for just a second. It's Left, Right, and Center with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. Today we're talking about the uh, decriminalization of marijuana in Canada. Just trying to take a look at sort of the philosophical uh, point of view or points of view here. Uh, I think point of view, because I think we're all agreed that it, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, we, we'd appreciate you joining us. Uh, if you're not too stoned uh, to dial 643-1290, <laughs> feel free to oh, do wow. so. We'll be back in a second. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> we be jamming, man. We're jamming here today on uh, Dock of the Town, uh, left, right, and center with Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer. And we have been talking about uh, this decriminalization of marijuana. So I think the three it's safe to say the three of us are a little confused. By, maybe perhaps not confused, but none of us are very pleased with what they've done here. Um, Bob, is there any place to go now? If, if this, there's it's gonna not be... going to go anywhere. It never has. You know that since the Ladane Commission, the liberals have flown the idea of legalizing marijuana and decriminalizing it with oh, regularity. Right. Mm-hmm. And never once has it taken and never wants to ever expect it to take because they always word the law in such a way that they make it so stupid that they, that, that tells you they don't want it to pass. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's the, it's a game. And the game is to get votes. So people who are celebrating so, today and thinking that as right. of the, versus the next year it's going to be decriminalized. Yeah. That and even if it not. doesn't pass, they'll go, well, I remember it was those good guys, the liberals, that, that were trying to legalize this for me, yeah. so I'm going to vote for them. Yeah. Yeah. They did. I remember, I think it was 94, shortly after they were elected, because that was a long-time platform of the liberals was, we've got to uh, liberalize uh, the marijuana laws. And at that time, they, they proposed it and flew the, the trial balloon and ended up coming back and, and tightening it up quite a bit. Because, again, they sort of float the idea, and then some people just go ballistic on them. So then they come back and say, oh, no, no, we hate drugs as much as you do. And then they just make the sentence longer and the, and the, the sentence tighter. Having said that, I, I recall reading in the last week or two that there have been a number of cases in Ontario now where judges have held that there is no prohibition on marijuana mm-hmm. in Ontario at all. Because mm-hmm. I think that the court gave them a year to bring in a new law. And the Court of Appeals struck down the old law. And uh, that was over the medical use of marijuana, I think. Um, so they gave the government a year to come out with a new law. It's not out yet. So as it stands today, there have been a number of people acquitted because the judges have said, there's no law against having uh, small amounts of marijuana in Ontario today. Maybe yeah. they should just leave it like that. I, I mean, you know, the whole scene around the drug prohibition, when you hear like what, what to me amounted like a home invasion over that marijuana bust in that home in London mm-hmm. earlier on where they shot the dog and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it doesn't have to be marijuana. It could be M&M's. If you prohibit something and people carry on in a trade that the government doesn't want to see going on, for example, the wheat marketing board out west, mm-hmm. those police bust into those homes of those farmers just the same as if those farmers were number one criminals and were pushing drugs all over and the continent. And they put those farmers in jail. And they've put them in jail because, again, all prohibition, all of it, there's no exception to this rule. Trust me, folks, I've been through this a thousand times. 
it's it's a monopoly. Somebody is creating a monopoly. And that's true in medical care when the government wants to prohibit mm-hmm. uh, private health care, of which we're one of three countries in the world that does it because they want to maintain their monopoly. They mm-hmm. know that if they don't have those laws in place, you will go elsewhere. And that's that to, that to me is the big admission that it's wrong in the well, first place. That, uh, with, even with the cabinet, that uh, of course there's going to be this division in the Liberal Party, which isn't surprising, and in the caucus. But uh, Anne McClellan, the health minister, has been pretty consistently against liberalizing the uh, marijuana laws. And, and I don't know whether it's because she's like I think the only Alberta uh, mm-hmm. cabinet minister, and she feels she needs to do that for her constituency. But there's this constant struggle between her and is it, is it Cushon, I guess, the uh, justice yeah. minister, about this. And Cushon, remember, a couple months ago was saying, you know, we're just going to it and uh, you know it's a stupid rule now he's sort of to the point where he's oh I hate it you know and we're toughening it up and all that uh, so it's been this little power struggle internally that you can watch between the two of them uh, and ultimately it's up to Chrétien I guess and I don't know where Paul Martin stands on this uh, he's the one who's going to have to deal with it I, I guess uh, I have a bit of a sense that things are being pushed through right now because it's the Chrétien mm-hmm. legacy the, the and he's I- not confident that anybody else is going to do it if he doesn't do it himself the irony is that the only health risk known to marijuana use has to do with smoking it Period. It's just smoke, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it and it can cause diseases that kill. Although strangely enough, cancer does not seem to be one of them, and the, and they don't really know why that is. Um, but other than that, I mean, the real risk is not the THC in it, and that's all the government's ever concerned with. Mm-hmm. You know, they're concerned with the least, uh, you know, important agent from a health point of view mm-hmm. w- uh, of the drug. And that because marijuana can be eaten, it can be cooked. There are even smokeless pipes, believe it or not, that was just vapor. You're almost, I mean, I mean, marijuana is like, it's like a wine to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole culture around this, like mm-hmm. there is around wine. You know, you have various connoisseurs, connoisseurs and, and all that stuff. What do you think that John Ashcroft would do, though, if Canada simply said, we're going to become like, uh, like uh, Netherlands next week? <laughs> They, they would just have a meltdown well, the, on the spot. Well, the U.S. would be very upset with us. And, you know, I always make a point. I'm a big fan of the U.S. I think the I U.S. Think. is founded on the proper principles, et cetera, et cetera. But like slavery, which was a fault in its early structure in the system, drug prohibition is the same fault in the structure. And it's deadly to the whole system of of any concept of individual rights. We're going to go to the phones and uh, caller Roger is waiting to join the discussion. Hi, Roger. Hey, how's it going? Good, thanks. Uh, marijuana. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of your listeners might not realize that several states in the U.S. have legalized marijuana mm-hmm. and charge taxes on it, like mm-hmm. Arizona. If yeah. you buy a quarter bag, they charge $10. Mm-hmm. You buy an ounce bag, they charge $30 tax on it. Now, you mean legalize and sell, not just decriminalize. Right. Wow. They charge taxes. How on long it. has that been in place? Uh, several years. Where do you buy it? You buy it from the underworld. So. But they're expected to pay taxes on it? Yes. Interesting. Sort of like prostitution in Canada, that if you're a prostitute, you've got to pay income taxes and you've got to declare on your your return that you're a prostitute. Right. Just like unclaimed tips for a waiter or waitress. Mm -hmm. Mark Emery, who sells uh, marijuana seeds all around the world, he pays his taxes. Mm -hmm. That's one of the big reasons they leave them alone. They're getting their cut. That's all it's about. Raj, thanks for the call. (laughs) I have one more thing. Uh, Human rights. Yeah. What is the most visible minority under the Human Rights Code that has no rights? The individual. Individual, anybody, Caucasian male, mm-hmm. has no rights under the under the Canadian Human Rights Code. Well, that's because the assumption is that we already have all the rights and everybody else well, only has part of them. But we don't. Well, that's the assumption. You're yeah. right. Thanks for the call, Raj. And Mike's up next. Hi, Mike. Jim, good morning. Yes, sir. I'm Bob. Good morning. And uh, Jeff, how are you? Good. Um, 
let me start off with a statement about this. I think the ultimate test of our society or even civilization uh, is what we do with our children, what we tell them, what we do for them. And this is another mind-altering drug. And my question is, what do, we, what do these kids between the ages of, uh, say, 8 and 16, what message are we giving those kids specifically here? I don't know. I think but the message we give them right now is that marijuana is a harmful drug when we know that it's not. And, and the problem I have is that with kids that if we tell them too many things that we know are untrue, they're going to stop believing us. Uh, so that's my main thing is that so I, I so want to give them the most accurate. Drug is okay, kids? My information. Well, what I'd like to do to is say, say I'm okay. going to be honest with you guys, you know, and I'm going to say that uh, anything you use too much is a bad thing. And if you've got your mind altered, you shouldn't be driving a car. But I'm not going to tell you that drugs are going to make you turn into a reefer madness because I, I just happen to know that's not true, or at least all the evidence shows it's not true. And do you think these kids are mature enough to understand what you just said? Well, mine, no, are, mine no. are, and I guess the thing is that we no. have to give them some credit for that, that if we just keep telling them things that we know aren't true because we don't think they can handle the truth, they're not going to look after us in our old age. Um, I don't think they'll be able to look after us in our old age if we let this go through. Well, well I don't understand why you're even bringing kids up. I mean, what do well, kids well, have to do with an adult activity? place in 25 years' time. Well, that's when they and get to be adults. And little brother Johnny will look at big brother... Uh, and say, oh, well, why are you smoking that? What are you doing with that? And and the big brother is going to say, well, it's okay. It well, as long harm. as the big brother isn't government, you remember the big, that big brother? Yeah. That's the one that you have to teach Johnny is more dangerous to his health than all the marijuana in the world. And when we want to ban marijuana, we have to have that other big brother, and that big brother is going to do more damage to the fabric of our society from the root up than anything a little bit of marijuana could possibly well, do. Well, I, I agree with you. Where, you know, the drug lords are going to be taken out of the picture here as far as marijuana marijuana is concerned, and the, the government is going to become the drug lords. They're going, to, they're going to control everything. But my question still is, what is, what message is this going to be given to the kids? Let me uh, ask you this. Should we allow them to have alcohol, or should we allow anybody in our society to have alcohol? Does it, is it beneficial? <sighs> I think adults are responsible enough to make up their minds whether they want alcohol or not, but kids aren't. So we have the same laws then for alcohol and marijuana? Well, we are going to have the same laws by the looks of it. Do you agree with that? Personally? Yeah. As long as kids are not able to buy alcohol, I guess, until the age of 18 or 21, whatever the case may be, then we've got some kind of control on it. I guess that's the thing, is that can we... Just, can we justify a difference between the two they're, they're both mind-altering drugs you know yep. should we you have see, a, a I, similar law for well, it would be i don't believe in banning get rid of all of it, boys, but uh, yeah. we can't no and this is another just another mind-altering drug that we are introducing into society and saying to the kids look as long as you got a little bit it's okay and we're not going to make you criminals now but it, it's going to still be against the law of course but what's the kids going to think about that it's the same with i think it comes back mike to what jeff said what what do you want your kids to think you want the, your kids know very well informed kids today know that the people who say marijuana is is terrible it's deadly it's awful it's a horrible drug the kids know we're lying to them they know we're lying they know it's not true and then they don't believe anything and else then they don't say. believe the rest of the stuff you tell them so how do you win with that <laughs> the truth yeah, is I don't the know. only I, I way to down and talk about that and figure it out, but I just think this is the wrong thing to do. All right, thanks for the call, Mike. I, I think, Bob, I like your last comment. I think the truth is, truth is the way. That, that's, the all, that's all you can ever do. Uh, I mean, 
the truth is a standard of everything. It should be. You know, it's this idea of mind-altering, that mind alter, the altering your mind is bad just for the sake of altering your mind. Well, I'm sorry. I, from what I've seen, from a, a lot of people need mind-altering. Their state of mind is in bad shape <laughs> well, I in think a that's natural a very, that's state. That's a very good point. And lots of people do things uh, to alter their minds, right. quote, naturally. People who, therapy, people, sure. who, well, people who exercise to yeah, the yeah. point of releasing endorphins, endorphins. and so on. Tons of ways. Chocolate yeah. from, you know, anything. Yeah. Now, but the point is that when people do something, they do it because they feel it is a better thing than where they were at mm-hmm. before. And now that, and of course, there's always risks, but you can minimize the risk. You know, okay, then don't smoke it, then take it another way, mm-hmm. do this, then that. You know, but 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 you have those choices, and they belong to, to choices. And bringing children into every single issue um, that that affects adults, I'm I don't think anyone's recommending that that pot be sold it to kids kindergarten, yeah, yeah, or anything like that. But I would like to know what anybody who's opposed to it thinks about what should be the penalty if some child was caught with it. Guys, we have to. Uh, we're absolutely out of time. In fact, we're way over time. Thanks to both of you. All Thanks, informative Jim. and informational, as always. Informative and informational. What the heck is that? Two new words? <laughs> yeah, well, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Thanks to Bob Metz and Jeff Schlemmer on today's edition of Left, Right, and Center News and Weather coming up next.